Hey, welcome back to the Metapod Podcast. I'm Josh Laus, your host, as always, joined from my right to my left, Josh, Hunter, so, and Randy. Howdy. Yo. Y'all doing good? Very phenomenal. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Randy we know about. <laughs> and he's back. Three of us. He's well. back. So that means you're doing really good? Yeah. That means it could be better. Super, right? Still on the carnivore diet? I am. Yeah. What'd you have for lunch today? Uh, two hamburger patties with bacon and eggs. Mm. You saw it. Yeah, I was there. It was delicious. Looks phenomenal. He said, really give good. me some bacon. And she said, how much? And he's like, just give me your bacon. <laughs> yeah. As much as you can fit on a plate. So whatever, awesome. whatever feels right. Just pretty cool. Guys, anything new? It's fall outside. It doesn't feel like it. It was 70 degrees today. Love the temperature. It's great. Deer season started. It's the best time of the year. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. This is like October to December is the best time. Agreed yeah. completely. Yeah. Mm. You don't think so, Hunter? Mm. Oh, it's not golf weather, right? It's not golf yeah. conducive. The grass is dead. It was a beautiful day today. I mean, it was nice today, but the grass is still dead. Everything's going dormant. I'm thankful for that. It means I don't have to mow. Yeah, no doubt. I like mowing, though. What? Dude, <laughs> a good fresh cut lawn. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, I may be yeah, old saying that, but I don't care. No, man. Do you, oh. you put lines in it? Oh, no. You can only do that with, like, fescue. <laughs> like, rye. <laughs> what no, podcast is this? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> no, I don't, but I do. Like what kind of grass do you have? St. Augustine? St. Augustine in the front, Bermuda in the back. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, so, What's we, the easiest grass to grow in this climate? Bermuda. Okay. You want specific? No, nah, I mean I don't tiff know. Tiff tough, okay. <laughs> or tiff way four or tiff four twenty nine. So we were driving the other day. Josh and I were grass and, talk. And we, <laughs> what are we doing? We pulled up somewhere, and uh, he's like, "Look at those weeds!" And I was like, "Those aren't weeds. That's King Ranch blue stem." <laughs> and, and I made fun of you for knowing that. And, and I, I stand it. by that. Knew it, dude. A good a good lawn, dude. It's nice. When I was day. in ag class in high school, Mister Connolly sent us out with a book, and we had to pick grasses, label them, and then make like a little scrapbook, a little ag scrapbook. Nice. I never felt more country in my life. It was awesome. <laughs> I turned it and went, yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Was uh, we went to South Carolina. Wow. That was fun. Like the state? Yeah, the whole wow. state. Yeah. That's wild. On the East Coast. It's like right below North Carolina. Ever been? I've never been to South Carolina. I hear it's beautiful. Yeah, it was. It rained the entire time. Where's Myrtle Beach at? I've been there. Uh, Northeastern corner. I believe you. (laughs) You just said the other directions that weren't the other two you've said already. You said there's North Carolina, South Carolina, and this is in the eastern west corner. (laughs) I said northeastern. (laughs) Dweeb. It's in South Carolina, though? It is in South Carolina, yeah. Hmm. And we went there. Went to the aquarium. Ripley's. Ripley's uh, Aquarium. That's cool. It was nice. They have wax fish? Nope. Mm. They had a wax museum. They really did. Ripley's Wax. Uh, you say museum? Museum. That's probably right. I say museum. <laughs> yeah. Sure you do. Where are we going with it? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out what this podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I'll just say where we're going. Good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It was a, you had a good, good time. It was a good trip. Yeah. We do. It was good. Halloween was good. D-Now was good. I'm enjoying watching Randy's pictures from deer hunting because I'm not deer hunting this year. I'm excited about Thanksgiving next week. It's a good time. Do you know what was really good? What? The Rangers won the World Series. Let's go. Oh, yeah. They did. We're two weeks 
and a day champions of Major League Baseball. Bro, you'll never be the same. Dude. Nobody could ever take it away from us. I ran in the streets when it happened. Do you think the Rangers are going to get Otani? Oh, man, that'd be wild. I saw that this morning. Yeah. I think if we got Otani, that would be incredible. Yeah, Just man. insane. My favorite part about being a Rangers fan currently is that players are interested in joining the team. Yeah. First time in a long time. You know, it's like, yeah, we want to. Got a great roster. Anyways, super geeked. I was really pumped. Like that was that was my sports dream. My boyhood dream was to see the Rangers win the World Series, and I did. Never thought I would do it. How many days? So opening day? Uh, it's March twenty eighth. I don't know exactly <laughs> how many. We're trying to go, but Dude, I think what kind it's, of fan is that? You, know, be, you have a countdown? Mm. It's like I don't know. No, <laughs> terrible X, fan. X amount of days. Did you get a hat wagon? or a, a shirt yet? No, World Series. Nothing yet. Okay. My birthday's in a few days, and my wife told me not to buy anything because she may have something coming. I don't know. I did buy a souvenir ticket from the game I went to, but I haven't got it yet. You know, everything's digital, but they'll sell you commemorative ticket or whatever. And so, how much that set you back? Twenty bucks. That's cool because you can frame that and keep that forever. They yeah, sent it to me in a little um, acrylic protective case or whatever, and you can frame it. And let's be honest, game one was what other than like the actual winning out, right? When the game was over, then we'd won. Like, but game one was the best. It was awesome, amazing, incredible. It's one of the best sporting events that I've, I've ever, ever watched on live yeah. TV. Well, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it was high quality entertainment the entire yeah. time. It was, it was cool. We're, my family's not huge baseball fans, but they understood what was happening, and we let them stay up that night. And we were all just jumping in the hallway. When uh, Game one. when when Garcia hit the home run, we yeah. were all just jumping. Like we're not even that big of fans, but it was a fun moment for our fam. I let my kids stay up the the last night, Game Five, and so we all celebrated. And um, Josh lives just just around the corner from me. I thought it was a lot closer. A, lo- a long two blocks. <laughs> it was a long two blocks. I thought it was closer. I was cheering, and I darted out the door and ran to his house. I was about halfway there, and I thought, I probably should have driven this. <laughs> because, but I just had so I much energy, you know, and it was, uh, it was awesome. Did a little celebratory. We won the World Series hug, and then, uh, yeah, it was, it was incredible. What so did you go to bed that night? I don't even know. I don't even think I did. <laughs> I didn't go to the parade. The parade was Friday. That we won. Do you regret it? it? Friday? No, I don't think so. There was Good. there was almost a million people there. Seven hundred thousand. Anyways, we can talk about the Rangers forever, but I'm thankful for the Rangers because it's season of won. gratitude, man. They won. Yeah. It is the season of gratitude. We're in we're in Thanksgiving season. One of my favorite seasons. I'm afraid sometimes that we go from Halloween straight to Christmas. Right? That's how it is in the yeah. supermarkets. Anybody call the supermarket? I get made no. fun of for that at home. But if we're not careful, we'll just miss it. We'll miss Thanksgiving. And I like Thanksgiving. I like to reflect on, hey, what are we grateful for? I really like Thanksgiving food. The best. So I've got a couple of questions that maybe we can talk about. Okay. And I don't know if you guys do a traditional Thanksgiving spread. I know some people do Mexican food. Some people do seafood. Some people do steak and potatoes. Is that, steak tr- and potatoes. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, man. That's, that's, un, that's No, it's true. No, it's not One time at your apartment. So this is a fun story. I start dating what would be my wife. And um, she's like, hey, the, her her dad graduated from A&M. I'm a big Longhorns <laughs> fan. And this is back when the rivalry was still going on. And she's like, hey, dad got his tickets to go. I'm newly married to Callie. And you just started dating Leon, yes. her, her, her sister. sister. Yes. So she's like, Dad got, Dad got tickets for the family to go see Texas 
and A and M play at Kyle Field. At Kyle Field, I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome!" So I'm pumped, and so we go and fit the whole family in Josh and Callie's little apartment, and we had seafood, and we had a Thanksgiving feast. We're all thankful for each other, and then they're like, "All right." The dog eats three times a day, and, and they darted to College Station, and I watched the game on the couch by myself. Only one. And only we, only one. You weren't and part we of the almost family. won. Yeah. They weren't sure about you, I yeah. guess, huh? I guess not. Anyways. Yeah, and the Aggies almost won. And I married just to spite them. That's why I said. <laughs> you, show, you showed them. Show them. <laughs> the curse that will never go away. Right. stuck with me. Uh, A&M didn't win, No, actually. the best part about the A&M Aggie game is – the whole family's cheering for the Aggies, but if the Longhorns do good, Josh just has to sit there on the couch quietly. <laughs> That's so good. So they haven't played in, a, in 10 years. I mean, I guess maybe even more um, until next year. So I feel like I'm, I'm solidified in the family now so that next year when we, when we play um, and we beat the coachless Aggies, that maybe it'll be I'll be able to cheer at least, win or lose. So anyways, but I like Thanksgiving. So some people do eat seafood, but not, probably not many. So I want to ask you this. What what do you have to have at Thanksgiving? Like if you're sitting down with your spread, with your people, like what what would make you leave your Thanksgiving gathering if if it wasn't there for you to eat? I mean, I wouldn't leave, especially if it was no, no, good. No, not but leave, but like leave like disappointed. For me, like, like think, like, man, I wish this could have been better. For me, you got to obviously have turkey at Thanksgiving. That's a non-negotiable. Hmm. But man, those deviled eggs, mm, those are good. We all pay for it too. Yeah, you do, but it's <laughs> worth it. Well, for in my opinion, it's worth yeah, it. They're good. They're good. Deviled eggs are good. Turkey. I feel like I feel like used to. I could live without turkey. It was. I feel like it's overrated. A lot of times, it's dry. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy and I used to work with a guy named Andy Little. And Andy was a good friend of mine, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna go watch the Cowboys game at my dad's house. Why don't you come with us? Um, and we're gonna have we're gonna have turkey." And I was like turkey he's like bro it's a fried turkey don't sleep on it it's good and that day a dozen or so years ago changed my life Mm. it was so good i went and bought a turkey frying set and learned how to fry a turkey and so now every year i fry one i feel like growing up the turkey was always dry yeah i think that was just our grandma's fault (laughs) but but like if you have a good turkey it's it's good 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 turkey's good when it's when it when it's dry it's it's kind of terrible but when you, you do it yeah. right, it's hard to beat, Yep, in my opinion. Smoked turkey is even better than fried turkey, I think, mm. if it's done right. If it's done like right. It, yeah. If it's too smoky. Yeah. Mm. What is the it turkey smoking? What? What's the turkey smoking? <laughs> <laughs> I've, transi- I'm, I've moved on from turkey. I'm a ham guy. The brown sugar glazed ham. Mm. Oh, dude. That little sugary crust on the outside. My mother-in-law makes some sort of ham gravy. It is so good. It's like a syrup. It's sweet. It's delicious. You'd like it. You should come over for Thanksgiving. Come on. Is that an invite? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll be there. Let's go. Can Carter and Lauren come? Just you. (laughs) I'll be sure and let her know. They'll they'll be like, okay, go. (laughs) Get. He invited you. Don't waste it. Yeah. Go and get. No, for a week, we married into a family who does Thanksgiving right. I, I do nothing to contribute other than eat and help with the dishes. The food is so good, though. There's not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, whatever that pink salad stuff is, I could do without that. Oh, yeah. The I don't know what it is. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's like, you know, some places, I've been to a couple of Thanksgivings in the last however long, and <clears throat> some places there's like, there's not a lot of options. So that if there is something that you don't want, you, you have to eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some, it's just corn or green beans or whatever. Like, you got to have some, some good options, you know? 
And yeah, the family we married into does it right. It's it's real good. Sweet potatoes, sweet potato so, casserole. With the marshmallows. Are they like mashed? Uh, no, they're like the big chunks of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I oh, I can hammer those. I think yeah. there's a lot of controversy about uh, green bean casserole. Mm. Yeah. I think no. it's either you love it or you hate it. There's no middle ground. I'm a lover. I'm out. <laughs> out. Yeah. I, don't I, like to, it, but I can pile that up with a pink sauce stuff and <laughs> what is that pink what is the pink, pink salad, salad? yeah pink put that salad. together and leave it leave it leave it up so you, no green bean casserole just me i mean i'll eat it but like i ain't excited about yeah. it like mm. it's it's that's on my it's like it's not even average it's kind of below average it's I, like yeah. i'll eat it first to get out of the way i like it i like it a lot i like it the a onions lot. on top are really good yeah wait it's fried onions um what did you say sweet potatoes sweet potato casserole do you eat that as a dessert or a main uh, like main, with the main course yeah but with the main course mm. yeah Interesting. Bold move, Cotton. That's not a dessert. That's sweet. It's sweet, but it's not dessert. It's a protein. Isn't it? Is it a protein? No, it's a carb. Is it a carb? Oh, Just yeah. like the rest of the desserts. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't focus on that stuff. That's Josh Green's okay. department. Okay. That's fine. He's too busy giving thanks for his food to worry about yeah. what it contains. Yeah. I'm just grateful. <laughs> I feel like I put it on the main plate. Eat it. But I eat it as a preserved. <laughs> <I'm saying? laughs> it was dessert before dessert. You got to get, yeah, you got to yeah. get your mouth right. Yeah, I feel like that does it. Randy, what about you? Anything that uh, you have to have? My grandma makes a thing called corn salad, uh, and my family just absolutely loves it. It's got corn in it, Catalina dressing, uh, some cheese, and then you crunch up some Fritos and throw it on there. And man, it is delightful. Nice. So uh, we have it a few times a year just because we like it so much. And if people are at the house, nobody else really seems to care for it too much. But my immediate family and even my extended family, obviously, we throw down on that. Super good. There's one like that that has ramen noodles that have ramen noodles in it? No. No. Cool. What I like at mine is... (laughs) Do you like the corn salad? Do you like it? I've never had it. It's not how Apparently it hasn't stood out to me because I can't really remember. I think I've had it, but... yeah. I don't know. Corn salad. I mean, it sounds good. I'll make it for you sometime. Yeah. It's really good. It doesn't have Thousand Island dressing, though, right? Oh. Catalina. Uh, I like Thousand be. Island and crackers. Oh, oh no. No, I never. Mean, I'm, no. Making, I'm making fun of you. <laughs> no. That was like our very first episode, and you One said that, and we tried back. it, and oh, it was so bad. Uh, yeah. When was the last time you had that? Uh, Well, I had Thousand Island yesterday, but on the cracker, no, I hadn't had it in a while. But on a salad, dude, oh, oh, game changer. Did you accidentally get any of the uh, Thousand Island dressing on you? Because then it would have been on a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep that. That's good. That is high quality humor right there. <laughs> uh, cool. Listen, I'm I'm a green bean casserole guy. Uh, I feel like that's I feel like it's really good. No bean, no beans in your chili. Love green bean casserole. Yeah. I'm American. <laughs> I mean, green um, bean casserole is like green beans and like cream of mushroom, mushroom. or something. Yeah. And then like the onion. Like yeah, the man. Oh, that's, so that's literally good. all it is. I know. Yeah. It's good. So my mother-in-law sends this message to us and asks, hey, what what are some things that you want to serve or want to eat at Thanksgiving? And I said that broccoli and cheese mm-hmm. casserole is really good. It's rice, broccoli, cheese. Another one of those simple, simple. Yeah. throw yeah. it together, throw in the oven things. So. My wife every year makes uh, macaroni and cheese from scratch. So it was like her mom's recipe. 
uh, and it's pretty nice, man. You know, like I said, she, uh, it's not, again, it's not super difficult. It's not a lot of ingredients, but it's nothing that comes out of a package, man. She gets the cheese, she gets milk, she gets a bunch of stuff and throws it together and puts some other stuff in there. And, uh, it always turns out really good. We always look forward to that. Do you guys like dessert? Is there a dessert that you have to have? I'm just pecan pie, man. I love a good pecan pie. The sight of pumpkin pie is disgusting. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I like but I love pecan pie. I have a hot sports opinion on pumpkin pie. I don't, I don't think it should exist. Yeah. It's, I would never say. Or like a, I don't think just, pumpkin anything should exist. Mm-hmm. I agree. Pumpkin spice, nothing. I'm done. Like no pumpkin need. Bread. Pumpkin bread's good. No, I could live without all of it. <laughs> My mother-in-law makes a thing called brown mountain cake. It has like a caramely, buttery, like frosted frosting on the cake, and it's phenomenal. It's so good, especially with vanilla ice cream. I could eat two thousand calories of that on accident. Uh-huh. It's phenomenal. I probably will. Buttermilk pie. Okay, that's All good. Day. Good one. Chocolate forte is good. Chocolate forte is good as well. We had that at my What's wedding that? actually. It's like, it's um, like whipped cream pudding. Yeah, we it's always like, called that four layer, four layer. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Man, that's, that's killer. Cool. It's yeah, like a cream cheese, powdered sugar, mm-hmm. and then pudding yeah. on top, and then yeah. whipped cream. Yeah, man. yeah, it's Christ. pretty good. What do y'all call that? Chocolate forte. Sounds fancy. I don't know. Married into it, bro. We're like, it's got four layers. Uh, let's <laughs> four layers, huh? Four layers. It's got one, two, three, four. <laughs> the ham gravy and bread—that's dessert. It's so man. good. Yeah. And it sounds gross because it's ham gravy, but it's literally just like syrup and bread. But I guess the most overrated food, in your opinion, is. Green bean casserole, Mm-mm. dressing, dressing. I don't or do stuffing. I don't do. It. I don't do dressing stuffing. Well, I'm a fan of that. Good, I like it. I like soggy like bread. Yeah, but put a little bit of that gravy on there. That giblet gravy is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. What's the difference between dressing and stuffing? I don't know. Don't eat them. Do y'all, does your family actually stuff the bird with the stuff? I've never like actually it. seen anybody in my entire life stuff a turkey it's with weird, it. Weird dude. I think it's a Unless northern it's a thing. Turducken, you know. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I've never had that either. I was fixing to ask. But, um, <laughs> yes, we just call it dressing, man. But Has anybody had a turducken? Nope. Mm. They don't sell they, them at the store, I think. Don't they eat them during – I think Detroit Detroit game has turducken, I think. Maybe so. Maybe. Yeah. I think. Turducken legs. Yeah, something like that. You know what it is, right? It's a cross-brand turkey. Huh? No, it's a turkey stuffed with a duck stuffed with a hen. Oh, God, mm-hmm. no. I guess I missed that. Yeah. It's or a little, chicken, I guess. Too much. But yeah, turducken. Anyways, uh, I feel like I feel like oven roasted turkey might be a little much for me. I don't like it's oven roasted dry. turkey. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, know. I feel like it's got a different flavor too. Less flavor. Y'all like cranberry sauce? Nope. Nope. No. No. I think mean, who does? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> So, you like all the gross stuff. I like the gross no, stuff. Somebody's got to eat it. I thought it, you were you know like a connoisseur of food. I am, dude. It's good. So they make cranberry sauce that's like that has whole cranberries in the can. So it's not like the bit the just the tube of yeah. I, I like that sliced. too, though. I'm I'll tell you what's funny about Lyle is that Thanksgiving, the family will probably the actual Thanksgiving meal. We'll all sit down and eat, but there's so many meals where where we're just eating, 
And everybody's done, and Lyle's almost done preparing his food and doing all his special things just to sit down to eat. You know what I mean? Like, he really does, like, take all this seriously and, and eats all the weird stuff. And I don't like to be the first one at the table either. You know what I mean? Like, in, a lot of times I'll try to help cook. But you eat and by so, yourself more than you so, eat with people. So, so I'll let everybody else go through, and, and I'll jump in the middle sometimes. But then, you know, by the time I get my food, everybody, a lot of people are sitting down, and then I'll put it all together. And we're talking 20 people, 25 yeah. people at Thanksgiving. Or any family gathering. My bad. Um, Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, so many kids. Josh has 12 of the 25. (laughs) Um, Anyways, yeah, so I feel like, I don't know. Turkey's harsh because I could eat it out of the oven, but I don't know. There's not really anything. I guess maybe pink salad is kind of gross. Pumpkin pie was mine, but we've already talked about that. I think it's just garbage. garbage. I'm excited about Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays. Obviously, Christmas is number one, but Thanksgiving is like 1A. You know, I, like I think it a lot. the older I get, I like Thanksgiving better than Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. I was just like too scared to admit that, but mm-hmm. maybe I just like to eat the food at Thanksgiving. That's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. Granted, we 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 like kings at Christmas too. So yeah, that's fine. Yep. Yeah, do a traditional like Christmas meal like uh, ham or you know a lot of people do ham and I think so. Kind of a th- almost a Thanksgiving meal on Christmas. I think we do Thanksgiving minus the turkey. Pretty much, I think our family always does like a big breakfast thing. Oh, like good. we cook like uh, like uh, pigs in a blanket and cinnamon rolls and things like that. So after we do our Christmas stuff, we just eat pretty dang good. Yeah, for breakfast on Christmas, I'm the only pig in a blanket. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> I'm tired. Everybody want to wake up early and see Santa Claus. I'm like, let me just wait. People do tamales. Y'all looked at me. Yeah, we do tamales. Crazy Christmas. Earlier when I was like, people do. I think I'm just so plain. I don't really understand all that. I just I'm always just boring. Yeah, I don't know. I might make tamales for Christmas. Let's do it. I'll do it. Have you ever made them? Mm-hmm. Nice. I made them one time, and Callie complimented me. She said they tasted as if she bought them from an old Mexican lady. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a compliment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. So, anyways, since it's Thanksgiving, I thought maybe um, maybe we talk about gratitude. Y'all grateful for things? Grateful, thankful, yes, blessed. Oh, I thought you were talking about Brandon Lake's song. How's it go? Oh, I don't know. Josh doesn't know any it? worship songs that were written after 1994. <laughs> <laughs> he really can't get into them. Shout to the <laughs> Lord. Exactly. <laughs> Bro, he just broke into phrase. Sway back and forth. I don't, I don't hate the new stuff. I just feel like, I don't know, old I, stuff's cool too. I just like to make funny. I think it's great. I can't keep up, man. Y'all listen to new stuff all the time. I'm like, I don't know what I'm listening to. I don't know. And I have to listen to it a few times before it clicks sometimes, you know? Try trying to do the lyrics on Wednesday night and keep up with all these new songs, man. It's difficult. Dude. Uh, grateful, thankful, blessed. I've read that. Is, is that Probably. a sign in your house? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so let's talk about Thanksgiving. Th- talk about gratitude. Um, I thought maybe we would talk about why it's important to be grateful as a Christian. You guys have any thoughts on that? Well, you know, you just put on the tag, like, as a Christian. The cool thing about it is, like, even secular psychology um, recognizes the benefits of gratitude. And so, like, I listen to a lot of stuff on productivity and just self-improvement and and, uh, that kind of stuff. And all of that is inundated with, like, this attitude of gratitude type stuff because uh, just scientifically even, like, it's good for you. Uh, to live a life that's more positive and full of thanks 
as opposed to the alternative, uh, which is complaining all the time and, um, you know, uh, that kind of thing. And so, uh, you know, I think I think the Bible talks about it. Uh, and as usual, science kind of comes up at the end and, and, and reaffirms what the Bible already teaches yeah. about that kind of stuff. I love um, First Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Like, I like to be directed, and the Bible literally says, this is God's will. Be thankful. Be great. Like, be grateful. And so I think I think it's good. As Christians, you're right. As secular evidence, which um, maybe we can talk about a little bit more in depth in, in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, it, it seems like it's it's incredibly important for our lives to be healthy, to have the attitude of gratitude. Well, also for the Christian, it's like if you really under like the Bible never pulls. Like, it never tries to pretend like we're better than we are. Like, it's always very honest about the condition of our heart and our soul. And it, and that condition is sinful and broken and naturally prone to wander away from God. Like, that's our natural state. But God, like, the whole point of the gospel is that he knows that about us. And so he himself steps out of heaven and moves toward us in love, lives a life that we can't live what we should have lived, but he lives a sinless life. He dies on the cross, not for his sins, but in our place for our sins. You know, he dies, he rises the third day, overcoming sin, death, and hell. He's ascended to the, to the Father, and he will come back one day. Like, that's the core of what we believe. And if you, the more you understand the depth of your sin and the, the links God is willing to go to, to not just love us, but to demonstrate that love and to do everything possible so that we might be put back into right relationship with him, to that extent, like, how could you be anything but yeah. thankful? Yeah. Like like the ungrateful Christian is almost like an oxymoron if you really understand the basic tenets of our faith. And so I think from that starting point, it's like like no matter how bad your life is, like God's done the one thing that actually matters for eternity, so we have a reason to be thankful. But then like Randy said, there really is all this um, psychology and science. It's about gratitude and the mind. Like there was a book uh, years ago called like The Power of Positive Thinking, and it's a purely self-help book. I don't think God's in that book at all, but what they're doing is kind of like like there really is some really deep spiritual things with gratitude, and that secular psychology is kind of hijacked. They're trying to skip the faith part and just go straight yeah. to that, and you really need both. Like. You need that that faith foundation, but there really is something that changes in your brain chemistry and how you see things in your perspective and your attitude and your mood when you're marked by gratitude and thankfulness, not just for your salvation, but really in all things. So we're lost without it, without sure. our faith, with what Christ did on the cross. I mean, we don't have anything yeah. if he didn't do what he did on the cross for us. Yeah. I mean, we have reason to be thankful every single day when we wake up. So I, th- I think that's a, a great thought. L- let me ask you this. What? Why do you think people struggle with that, right? Because I, I know you, you can probably, I can think of times in my life where I've not always been grateful in every season, right? I mean, we we, we read earlier that, that it's it's God's will for me as a believer to be thankful. Sometimes I struggle with that. Why do you think we struggle with that? What, what are some obstacles for us living in gratitude constantly? Well, I think, so I think, in our sin, we're naturally selfish, so we naturally think of ourselves first. So, like, if we're kind of not getting our way, it's almost like a grown-up way to pout is to not be thankful, you know, because then you tend to be more negative or more sarcastic or whatever it is because you're responding to the situation that you don't like. And the truth is, you know, as an adult with 
a career and a spouse and with kids and just with life in general, there's, there's a lot of things that you have to do that may, maybe are not your first choice or what you want to do, but it's that dying to yourself and living, you know, for God's kingdom and God's will. It's not always fun. And it's not always like, I don't always want to be thankful. It'd be much more natural for me to be complaining or gripey, which again, that's kind of a fight, you know, ongoing. So like, I think naturally it's easy to not be grateful. And I think some of the fight of our Christian walk is learning to be grateful in all circumstances, like the verse says in first Thessalonians. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, the first thing that came to my mind was like entitlement, you know, yeah. as far as, um, you know, there are times where you definitely probably have worked hard and, and earned the right to, to do something for sure. But I think a lot of times, man, we just, we feel like things should go a certain way or should be a certain way or that we should live in a better house or that we should get the promotion or that we should, you know, like we feel entitled to those things. Um, and when they don't work out exactly like, you know, we think they should, then we get really frustrated and, and those kind of things, which again, you know, a lot of times that's okay. That, that's part of it. Maybe, maybe for a season or a short amount of time, that's, that's it. But if you sit in that for too long and become resentful and, and, and all that, then you can, I think, b- begin to think about yourself too highly, I think, yeah. which is kind of what Josh was saying mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and you just start feeling like the world owes you this or that or whatever, uh, as opposed to just being content with what God has right in front of you and all the ways that he's blessed us. That's good. So, Randy, you said a little bit earlier that, um, that you know, I think, I think society or general consensus scientifically, secularly, is that like, gratitude is important. But I, I feel like, and you can disagree with me if you want to, but like, I, I feel like society kind of stands in the way of us being grateful. I like yeah. it's really easy to get wrapped up in the things that are happening. And, and, you know, you look at social media and social media is about everybody has more, right? Like, like you're yeah. only showing your best and people are going all out and like sometimes faking that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like society kind of. Well, we live in a highly commercial capitalistic society and that entire environment is you don't have everything you need. Like uh, if you get this product or you go to this place or you do this thing or you wear these clothes or you drive this kind of car, like essentially something is missing from your life and our company, our product is the answer to what you need. Um, And so I think we're just inundated with messages all the time uh, that are trying to communicate to us that, uh, you know, that we don't have everything we need, you know. Uh, And the reality is we're obviously the richest country that's ever existed in the history of the world. Um, And then even our poorest people have more than uh, the majority of people in the past um, and even currently still have, you know. I do think, you know, social media is the other thing, too, that everybody's putting their their best foot forward, you know. I mean, uh, I remember having a conversation with a girl who had got a divorce, and I made the comment to her. I was like, man, like you posted pictures just last week about, you know, with you all doing some stuff, and, you know, it seemed like everything was good. She's like, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, put all the bad stuff on social media. You know, I'm not going to show us fighting on social media. And so I think I think social media has been a net negative for our yeah society, and uh, again it just, it just holds up pictures of you know what you're going through internally. Then you see a picture or see a video or something, and you think again it's not that's something I don't have, or you know even if they're put on a show, uh, you know, and, and pretending and 
you know, just putting their best foot forward, it still communicates to us that, you know, I, I don't have a relationship like that. I don't, my kids aren't like that, or I can't afford to go on a trip like that, you know, and it just, it just feeds to this discontent that we have with what, what we have. Yeah. And Maybe think- we should do notional media, <laughs> the opposite of what it is now and just show the bad things in our lives, yeah. you know, maybe it would help. Well, so what Randy's saying, too, is almost like a hyper-focus on yourself, which goes back to that selfishness thing that, like, we were talking about earlier. And what I found, like, so the Bible calls us to love God and then to love others. And so the Bible's always calling us to lift our eyes, you know, vertical to God and then horizontally to everybody else. And it seems like joy is a fruit. It's a product that's created when you're walking in the spirit, which means you're when God's in his right spot and you're actually leveraging your life to serve and to bless others. And when you're doing those things, you seem to enjoy your life and yourself uh, more because you're actually living the life the way God commanded, which again, so that, which means the more selfish we are, the more we're hyperly focused on ourselves. the more I don't think gratitude is, is a byproduct of that. But I think the more that we're living the life God's called us to, to live, I think gratitude is a natural outflowing when you're living a joy, Holy Spirit filled life. Like you, you're more thankful because you're not so hyper focused on yourself. You can actually see God at work and you're using your life and you can invest in others. Yeah, especially with the relationships, your relationship strengthen, you notice people hurting, you're yeah. more compassionate. I mean it's all it's all gospel centered. It's all Christ centered. I mean it, when you recognize that and when you sit and think and be thankful of the things that you have and the blessings that you have and like going back to social media like it's it's particularly dangerous to the person who's searching for something to solve their problems right i mean they're going to the materialistic world to help solve their missing part of what they're they need and it's, it's jesus is what they're missing truly you know if they're searching for something to fix their lives or yeah. you know when they're when they're lost i mean social media is an absolute trap yeah. well and cuz it's an endless road of Oh, if you do this, oh yeah, it'll fix you. And then when you get it, you know, maybe a temporary fulfillment, but it's never going to be a uh, eternal fulfillment. But going back to the selfishness and the self focus, your algorithm is so tailored to you; yeah. it's literally giving you what more of the things that you think that you want, which again yeah. it continues to make you spiral down even more. And that's also why it's so addicting, and why you can accidentally spend a whole hour just scrolling through videos and stuff, because it, it really is tailor made to put you at the center of the universe. And there's something wired in us to where we're, we're bent to like want that, but like biblically, we know that we're called to something much greater. And yeah. so, like, I think that's kind of like one of the biggest fights uh, of this generation is learning how to keep social media in its proper place. Yeah. Um, that may be a great conversation for us to have, you know, yeah. just about social media and how to, I mean, I think it can be used as a tool, but it can be really destructive as well. We won't spend too much more time on that, I wouldn't suppose, but did you have something yeah. else you want well, to say? Well, what's, what's really scary is it actually works. Yeah. So, yeah. like, something that I see, like a, a golf club, I'll order it, and you, you wait for the anticipation, you get it, and you're like, oh, this is freaking awesome. And then it just fades, and then you're yeah. like, oh, well, that was yeah, that was really cool. I mean, I'm sure we've all bought something like that. And you no, I haven't. It's just yeah. you by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, maybe I'm the one. No, we, we've all been there, man. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. So, so the benefits of gratitude. We've we've talked a little bit about that, like a joy filled life, um, and and you know having the gospel front and center. 
helps with that. What, what Randy said earlier that that was kind of you know when when you when you kind of research this idea, it is a secular idea, and and you know secular science has has suggested that that being grateful leads to better physical health. You feel better about yourself, um, better sleep habits, better mood, relationships. Mood, yeah, you're all just all kinds of stuff. You're all around. Um, I guess just more tolerable to be around, right? But but I think it probably goes beyond that, right? Like there there are more benefits than the secular. How how do you think being grateful helps us flourish in the roles that God has put us in? I think it just, you know if you're content and just thankful for the blessings that God has given you, again it just frees you up to just focus, instead of like being greedy or always trying to get ahead or you know just complaining incessantly about things that don't matter it frees you up uh to better serve other people uh and to better further the kingdom of god you're just more open and aware of things that are going on um in people's lives around you and needs that need to be met uh because again as we've kind of said it's you you're inherently kind of looking outward at that point and not always looking at yourself uh and make yourself like the focus of everything going on i mean you know, I think we've all had that experience too. When you like you're walking to a room of people and you feel like everybody's looking at you, and the reality is nobody even notices you're there. Yeah. You know, but you feel like uh, you know everybody's there. But I mean, again, if you're if you uh, aren't the center of your own universe, then you're free, man, to not worry about what everybody's looking at you yeah. and just go say hi to the people that need to you know you need to say hi to and you know be an encouragement encourager to those that need encouragement and all that kind of you know you're, you're more focused on just outwardly uh meeting the needs of people and, and seeing the kingdom uh advanced you know yeah what, what i found too is being grateful helps me be content with what i have and when i'm not grateful i tend to not just not be content but i can't even enjoy the things i do have because i'm more focused on what i don't have yeah. mm-hmm. and so being grateful really helps me be content i think another byproduct of being grateful though is if I'm grateful for who God is and all he's done in my life, which is way more than I deserve, like by far, like, but if I'm grateful and I'm content, then I even have, I'm free then to rejoice when other people succeed and even yeah. do better than me. Like, That's I don't good. have to be jealous about that because yeah. like, look, like God's already done all this for it's me great. and I don't deserve it. So like, I can rejoice if y'all are crushing and yeah. I'm, even if it's better than what I'm doing, like, who cares? Like, yeah. God's good. That's yeah. great. I think it also revolves around being anxious and being stressed. You know, you're, you're not loving well and, and being the best that you can at home as a husband whenever you're consumed with the pursuit of the world. That, and, that's and a good stressed out. That's a good point because in Philippians 4, when it talks about anxiety, it, it says, you know, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. It seems yeah. like mm-hmm. thanksgiving is part of the antidote to anxiety and yeah. some of those things. Yeah. Like, I think you're, no that you're exactly right, Hunter. Well, you know, and the things we said too, man, is like, I mean, this is a biblical idea. I mean, this is God's idea, right? So God, and then all of a sudden, then science comes along and like, hey, this is really good for you. You should think about doing this. And God's like, yeah, 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 try to tell you, you know. Um, And so I think, you know, God's aware that, you know, in those difficult moments, uh, choosing gratitude, um, finding something to grab onto, something to be thankful for uh, in those moments uh, is, is, uh, is good for the soul, right? Uh, even those moments where it's like, you know, I mean, 
I've gotten into some true crime stuff. I watched the 20, 2020. I feel like I'm an 80 year old man. I don't know anymore. When I was young, <laughs> only old people watched 2020, but I love it. Uh, and it's a lot of like true crime stuff, you know, and some of these situations are horrific, you know, uh, and sometimes it involves believers who are choosing to walk uh, yeah. in faith and in gratitude during some of the most unimaginable things. And so uh, I know I've never been through anything like that. And then yeah. yet I still find myself not being grateful for things. And it's like, bro, I mean, Life's been good. God's been really good to you. There should not be a day that goes by uh, that you aren't full of gratitude for all that the Lord's done for us. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, you know, science science is just piggybacking off what God knows and what God has prescribed for us, uh, that in everything, in every circumstance, uh, just find something to be grateful for. Not, yeah. to, not to minimize it, not, to, not that it's going to fix everything, but it is... Uh, good for the soul to find something to be grateful for. I, I got two things. One off topic, one on topic. Uh, you saying 2020 reminded me, you remember when mom used to watch Unsolved Mysteries and we'd all oh be terrified gosh, going to music? Dude. Why would we music, do that? Yes. Why would mom do that? <laughs> I don't know. That music was terrifying. Yeah, but man. the whole thing is like, he murdered seven people. I wonder where he is now. If, yes. you, if you have any tip, call in. I'm like, all right, let's go to bed. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's going to be in my window tonight. <laughs> so, off topic, but yeah. terrifying. Uh, the second thing is, like, I think, too, like, uh, this whole idea of gratitude, um, the topic of perspective comes in. Because a lot of times when I'm not um, grateful, I tend to be, like, really in the moment, focused on a specific situation or relationship or whatever that's not going my way. And, like, the the gospel really is that eternal perspective. It's so helpful just to take a deep breath, pause, and step back and to think through all the stuff that's bigger than the immediate moment that yeah. I'm going through that second, because that helps me get perspective, really think through implications and, and stuff like that. So then I, when I do go back into that immediate circumstance or situation, hopefully I'm a little more level-headed. I'm a little more eternal focused. I'm a little more grateful, even in the midst of the difficulty. Don't, does, does not always work that way, but that's how I would hope to react in some of those moments. So let's think this through. Like if, if I'm struggling with gratefulness, being grateful, what what advice would you give? How how could I be more grateful if I'm not already? I would say stop being ungrateful and start being ungrateful. <laughs> well, that's good advice. A uh, couple exercises. One, write down stuff you're thankful for and read it. Right? Just like develop that. Wake up every day and write down three things. Like there's ways you can develop th- thankfulness. I think one thing that I do often is – I, I try to, like, imagine the cross. Like, if I was there in the crowd and, like, Jesus was nailed up there and, like, I'm looking at him and, like, he's literally suffering and dying. And, I like, I try to put myself in that situation and think, like, what did it feel like? What did it smell like? What what were the sounds? Like, like just all the – like, try to literally put myself in that scene. And then just that realization that, like, it, it's my sin that put him there. And, like, keeping that perspective – it just helps keep me very humble and and realistic. Like, like for me to think that I'm better than I am or that I'm entitled or that I deserve something or that everything that I have I've not received by a gracious God. Like, for me to, to shift that, that mi- mindset to something selfish and sinful not only is awful, but it's so disrespectful and dishonoring to the God who has loved me and died for me. And so, like, for me just to meditate on the scene of the cross and the magnitude of that— really does help keep me humble and help me keep my head on straight, especially in the midst of, of craziness. I think our sin is important to remember, right? Like, yes. Like to just, like you said, keep us humble. I remember one time I was talking to somebody and he's like, how you doing? And I was like, well, in spite of who I am, I'm doing okay. He's like, no, 
it's be- because of who you are. And I'm like, well, I get what you're saying, but so like the way I think about it is like this is like you you can't deny your sinfulness. Um, but at the same time, our focus is not our sin. It's like God's grace is greater than our sin. But you can't just pretend the sin's not there. You right. have to acknowledge the depth of the sin, but then you always have to get to sure. Jesus who's done so much more. And so Tim Keller says, uh, he says, you're more sinful than you ever imagined, but you're more loved than you ever dreamed. It's keeping both of those in a beautiful balance, and yeah. I think you need both. If you're just dwelling on your sin, that's not biblical. But you cannot ignore your sin or act like it's no big deal or brush it under the rug. Like you have to understand the magnitude of your sin, but then you have to see the amazing grace of Jesus on the cross on your behalf. You have to have both, but Jesus, the grace has the way more. It's great. Uh, I I would probably echo maybe some of what you touched on a little bit earlier, Josh, but I, I would say just find your contentment in Jesus, right? Like, like look to the gospel, know what he's done for you and, and don't measure yourself on other people's successes or failures, right? Like, like know who he is, what he's done for you. Um, you know, Psalm sixteen eleven says, you, you make known to me the path of life in your presence. There is fullness of joy. That's Knowing that, that, that God is there, lays out our path. We follow that. Um, that's, that's where we're grateful. That's, that's, that's how we live in that joy because of that gratefulness. I would say, I, th- I think we've kind of talked about it uh, on the podcast before, but maybe find a time and you kind of mentioned it too, where you sit down, take a, a morning. A, I, mine was usually I haven't done it well uh, recently, but like in the it summer, you did it once. I just kidding. No, like Saturday mornings would be a time where I would like take thirty minutes or something, and yeah. you know sit on the front porch with a cup of coffee and just just sit there and just be like, yeah, for sure, man, man. life's good. Like yeah. got a lot of good things, a lot of blessings, you know, and just be thankful and just sit in silence. Sometimes, sometimes I play music. But no, I think that's great. I think I think we need more of that. Yeah, just to be quiet and, and just reflect. sit in stillness and reflect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and just even when life sucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. like just to think, like okay, that's what I need the most. I feel like is yeah. when it's like okay, you know, yeah, kind of sucks. But here, well, look at things. That. About, look at the ten right. other things behind it that are are phenomenal. You know, yeah, that, going great. That silence and solitude is important. It's hard for me to practice sometimes because yeah. in the, yeah. this world, silence is definitely not preached i mean yeah, for sure silence i mean the world does not want you to be quiet i've got some time set aside in the morning for silence and solitude and i hope there's a big loud boom of a gun whenever it goes off <laughs> and i shoot a big buck. but no yeah i agree randy do you have any tips on gratitude no i think you guys covered it man Good. i mean really the only thought i had is something we've talked about before but you know when you you know at some point, man, in your Christian walk, things like reading the Bible and prayer and all that stuff just gets to be something you kind of check off a list or something that you know you should do that you feel guilty about not doing. I think the older you get and the more complicated life gets, you realize that like prayer, reading the Bible, spiritual disciplines, man, fasting, meditating on the Word of God, I mean, all these different things is really kind of like just your lifeline, right? And so like a when you don't have those things, just things aren't right, things aren't going well. And I think it's a lot easier to have gratitude when you're reading the scriptures, you know, with um, with an open mind and a pure heart. And then you're, you know, praying to God. I mean, I have a hard time praying without naturally going into Thanksgiving while I'm praying, you know. Same. And so uh, I think just, you know, cultivating that stuff as a normal part of your life is just helpful. And it, it moves beyond just, well, I know I need to, so I'm going to, or, you know, some kind of obligation 
to really life-giving and like, man, I need this every day, man, if I'm going to be who God has called me to be. Like, this is just, this got to be, you know, a part of who I am, you know. Good. Well, good. Let me ask you this. Well, rapid fire, okay? Um, without, we're, we're all grateful for the Lord, everything he's done for us, for the gospel, for our families, I hope, our wives and our kids. What's one thing outside of that realm that, that you're thankful for? Well, you can say two if you want, but just one. I'm thankful, thankful for, for like uh, pretty basic health. Like I can move. I have good energy. I sleep good. Like I don't have any real conditions. And like um, I know that's not, just not the case for everybody. And I'm very thankful that, you know, I, my body functions and I can use it. Yeah, I'm thankful for my job. I mean, I, you know, I, I was on staff at a church for a long time. I wasn't sure how that was going to look. Got involved in the oil field with this company, and it's a solid company. And the longer I've been in the oil field, I just hear horror stories of other companies uh, that just don't do things well. And I feel like, you know, I mean, no company is perfect, but my company does well. And things like insurance is cheap, and I was able to keep my job all the way through COVID without any worries and uh, all that kind of stuff. And it's been a massive blessing in our life. Uh, you know, life's not all about money, but, you know, my wife is a teacher and I was in ministry and it was like, okay, we're just yeah. not going to make a whole lot, you know. And the Lord provide us with this job and um, making more money than I thought I would ever. And so I'm just thankful for that. Good friends. Good group of friends right here. That's, I mean, and where? <laughs> JK. They, Love you, they left. Love you. They're not sitting in here. Yeah. Uh, no, but just, yeah, you guys, yeah. friends that I got, I mean, got a good uh, good village around us that love us well and same love my family well. and We do love you, man. It's been cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Just, you know, being in ministry sometimes, you're you're all about people, but it can be really lonely, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I've served in places before where it's like, you know, you have maybe one one other person that you can confide in outside of outside of your immediate family or whatever. Um, I mean, we got a really good thing. You know, we it's kind of where this podcast was birthed out of a lunch that we do on Thursdays, but it's it's accountability and it's um, it's checking in and it's hey, how's your heart? How can we you know be better men? Pursue God, pursue our families, and so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for the three of you, the other guys that that have lunch with us, and. Um, grateful for for friendships and gospel centered accountability good here 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 he here he <laughs> did you say what we are he here he i'm yeah. sorry what do you think that's what it is no. okay no. what is it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what was he saying here he here he <laughs> it's here ye here ye here like, ye here he here he yes. <laughs> Here is he. Here is he. Hey, Hunter, I love you, man. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Dude, you keep... I'm the resident idiot. Yeah, no that's way, okay. Bro. It's fine. You and me. Can't well, hey, I, I felt like it was a good conversation, um, especially in light of Thanksgiving, in light of the season that we're in. So I'm thankful for you guys. Thankful for this podcast. This has been fun. It's been fun. It's yeah. been real. Till next time. God well, bless you. And somebody sneeze. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs>